welcome to um, the first episode of the Dad Podcast, where I will be chatting to a great variety of dads about their experiences of adulthood. Now, my first guest has become a friend of mine over the last sort of few years, where I met him at the NatWest Accelerator Entrepreneur Hub. And um, he's become a great help of mine. He has helped me with branding my business um, and he supports me all the time. But I'll let him tell you more. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to Marvin Reed. Hi, Marvin. Hello. Hello. How are you, Roz? Great to be here. And it's super excited to be the first guest on your brand new podcast. That's amazing. And thank you for um, taking that star role, Marvin. <laughs> you should you should get an award for it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we both know who the award winner is in this in this uh, on the on this podcast. Do you know what I mean? I and mean, we won't say any more. You you've got you've got you're running out of space to put all of your awards, Rose. That's the problem. <laughs> you can't see my background, but they're all across the shelf behind me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Marvin. Um. Thank you for coming along. And, you know, talking about being a dad is a huge subject, but there's particular things that I'd love to sort of chat to you about. Um, But I wonder if, first of all, could you just sort of introduce yourself as a dad? So who Marvin the dad is and introduce yourself, really. So um, as a dad, I have two kids, um, Madison and Jackson. Um, Jackson is five. Uh, Madison is two, well, will be two in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I, I think um, it's funny because my journey as a dad probably intertwines with my journey as, a, as an entrepreneur or as a business owner. Um, when Jackson was a, was a couple of months old, I was you know I didn't hadn't started my business at that point um I was basically sort of traveling into London every day more or less um working do, as a sort of sales and transformation manager and sort of reporting into the CEO of a large organization and you know as anyone will tell you who's you know in that rat race it's not really nine to five it's never nine to five when you're working at that level it's it you know i was on a train by seven in the morning not home till sort of half eight nine um mm. so you know at that point my uh my why if you want to call it in for, for setting up volume two was really to get some of my time back and yes don't get me wrong as an entrepreneur, you're still putting in probably the same hours, if not more. But the reality of the situation is you have more control over your time. So, you know, I'm, I can pick my, my sort of children up from nursery and school. I can drop them off in the morning and, and basically organize my business around, around my kids. So that, that was, um, uh, I suppose, doing it an introduction for me as a dad and then an introduction for me as a as a, a business owner or entrepreneur it, it, it for me it both kind of yeah both yeah, of them sort of intertwine and gel together really yeah absolutely. absolutely and I think I think what you say about flexibility it's funny isn't it it's you know you can look at flexibility well people quite often look at flexibility and go oh well yeah that's basically just taking time off working part-time and you know as as an entrepreneur when it's 
just you and the buck stops with you the flexibility is amazing but the hours you work are far longer but actually I don't know and hopefully you you do find this is but mentally it's easier to cope with so when you're having a bit of a bad day or like for me if I've got to I don't know go and take the dog to the vet or something I can do that and then come back to my work so so yeah I know what you mean about sort of long hours it's it it it's it's long hours but it's for a for the greater good absolutely well you, well, you you're, you're basically putting in everything that you would normally put in for someone else for yourself do you know what i mean you're investing in yourself you're investing in your own business um and and i think you you can actually get more enjoyment from that um and also especially you know you know without going too much into um what's happening right now in the world um it, when it, we're in lockdown working from home so you get to see that development. You get to see, I mean, in the first lockdown, Madison started walking. Do you know what I mean? Um, Jackson learned how to ride his bike. He's now on his second bike as we're in the third lockdown. Do you know what I mean? Literally, all of these yeah. things are things that 110% I, I, I wouldn't have seen um, if, I, if I wasn't sort of running my yeah. own company, you know what I mean? Running my own business, it, irrespective of the fact that I still put in a shed load of hours doing um you know running volume two um and I, I just think you know that's something that i'm massively grateful for at the end of the day i think um it yeah it hasn't I'm, come I'll... to you handed on a plate though has it i mean no, you know, we've no. both sort of engineered our own destiny as such and, and, and taking you back to that like like you said you know there was a point where you've you've sort of said right yeah do you know what the corporate world isn't for me if I'm going to be a dad or I am a dad so can I take you sort of back to those heady days when you were single <laughs> <laughs> but no but just <laughs> no, but just more about like when you know what was it without going into too much detail um was it like oh we're gonna start a family now we're gonna plan a family and so so when did that when did sort of dadulthood start for you? You know, was it mm. pregnancy? Was it the planning or, or whatever? Um, so I'm I'm a very, and you probably know this about me, I'm a very sort of pragmatic sort of person. I, I try and sometimes overanalyze everything. I'm always trying to sort of um, plan everything out and I'm very, very risk averse. I don't like risk. So, so, so the, you know, the idea of, um, and also to a certain degree, um, without going into a massive amount of detail, my um, uh, story growing up as, um, as a child myself, with my parents not necessarily being together and sort of, you know what I mean, that, that whole story definitely molded my, um definitely molded what i wanted for myself and mm -hmm. what and, and what i want what how, it molded my vision for my family once i was at the point where i was going to have it so um you know the idea of really wanting to make sure that the person i was going to be with was going to be the individual that you know i was going to have kid with, kids with and so on and so forth yeah. because you know i see i think my 
perspective on things is that look, we're a team we're in this we, we, we're going to move forward as a team we're going to be a family unit and you know it's kind of team read really this is this is it do you know what I mean I don't want to be doing this exactly do you know what I mean I don't want to be, sort of be doing this over and over and 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 add to that I'm, I hate sort of failing at any, anything anyway so um in terms of the start just to put a, a paint a bit of a backstory there in terms of when I actually thought yeah I want to you know I'm ready to sort of have kids I don't think you ever as a dad I don't think you ever feel ready I, I mean I'm sort of, I sort of <laughs> no yeah so I put it off and put it oh no let me I really need to sort of earn some more money and have some more in the bank oh you know but I want to have a bigger house and oh no 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 but I, I really wanted to, and it got to the point where I, I actually because initially I was like yeah you know I come from a big family as do most um sort of people from the Caribbean and stuff or with, with uh um that kind of history and I, I was like yeah I want four or five kids and do you know what I mean I, I want a really big family I come from a big family I love having family around me and especially that I live away from my family now mm. so um but at the same time I was hugely um hugely career career driven and very focused on what I wanted to, to achieve and where I wanted to be as an individual in terms of my career so it got to the point where I was like oh maybe not four maybe three mm, maybe not three you know maybe, maybe two it got to the point where I thought to myself you know what I can keep chasing this sort of uh, you know, I was associate director in a, a design agency and then I've got another decent role and it's like I can keep chasing this career but if I don't have a baby soon, I'm not, it's just not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? If I don't do it now, I'm never going to happen. I'm getting old. Do you know what I mean? You're getting old. Get old, Marvin. You know, so, um, I mean, the majority of my friends have all had kids. They've got kids who are like teenagers and older. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, they'd all been married and divorced and like, you know, now they sort of got their lives back and traveling and stuff. And I'm sort of at this, what I consider to be the start. So yeah, I, I, it was a decision that was like, right, you know, I really got to, if, if I'm going to ever do it, I've got to do it now. Because I also know deep down that I always wanted more than one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I love the idea again of family and, and being able to have, um, at the point I didn't know what I was going to have but you know for that child to have a brother or a sister was quite an important thing for me so so yeah in terms of the start of the journey that was kind of it for me for me really it was it was sort of get it done now or it's never going to happen <laughs> really, it's, a, it's not quite the clacking eggs but you know you were watching your mates and thinking yeah really need to get on with that no that's brilliant and and it's it's good to like you say you know we we are the product of our upbringing, aren't we? We are the product mm. of those that we were brought up with. You know, I was brought up, I was, I'm adopted, but that doesn't make, you know, that I was in a loving home and had three amazing brothers um, and they influenced me. And I know you've got sisters, haven't you? You, mm. you were brought up in a, <laughs> in a female household, which is why mm. I, I credit you with your, your sort of, I don't know, I think you have an empathy with women, which I think is really quite, um, well, it's really important, I think, in a relationship. So moving you on to that bit about when um, you and Joe obviously were pregnant for the first time, um, how did you feel in the dad's shoes of, of, you know, you're going through this and 
you have your partner and she's pregnant she's looking amazing and you almost sort of put them on a pedestal don't you they're just amazing what they're going through but how did it feel for you as a dad in your own right um it's a difficult question really because I think as a dad you go for a, a, a ton of different emotions and um I mentioned to you before I really really do want to write a book on this because I don't think there was there was anything out there for me that um resonated with the journey I was on do you get what I mean or what I was mm. actually going through in terms of you know all the different things that um that come into play you know all the books I could find really just focused on right this is what happens when the baby arrives or this is you know this is what you need to think about in respect to feeding and this is what you need to think yeah. about at this day so it was all like baby related and that yeah. and, and that's probably something that um I would say was a consistent thread throughout a lot of of the things um that come into having a child and don't get me wrong it's it's 110 you know the mother is extremely important the child is extremely important but I, it, you as a dad you struggle to find anything that's that you feel is for you do you get what I mean yeah. so information wise um experience wise even if you think about when you're going to the hospital um and you're doing scans and stuff you know you're really just sitting there as a bit of a sort of bit part really do you know yeah. what I mean and, and yeah. all of the conversation happens between the um uh it was the, the the person who does the scan the practitioner yeah, that's it, yeah, between so, the practitioner yeah. and, and and the mom and you're just yeah. sort of there just to sort of um I guess in, enjoy the moment but there's nothing as a bloke you can't really you don't really feel that you can add anything at that point and none, yeah. of, none of the conversation is really towards you so you, you kind of you just sort of don't know your role do you it's like yeah absolutely yeah. especially it's you, especially if it's your first one do you know what mm. I mean so yeah. as, a, as a new dad you're kind of just figuring it out because the, all the books you won't find any books on it really in terms yeah. of emotionally how you're supposed to feel or how you're supposed to react to certain things and then add to that the fact that um there are so many variables in the whole process so if you think about it um your partner who's pregnant is going to be going through an emotional roller coaster mm -hmm. and all of the chemicals in her body are, you know, sort of causing tons and tons and tons of, of other things to happen, um, other emotions to happen. And, 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 you know, certain things that are said might not be um, things that would normally be said if she wasn't pregnant. Do you get what I mean? You get all these different things going on. And, and then... She's sort of evolving, evolving in a hormonal-driven way. Absolutely, yeah. And then you've got the period after... Um, she's had the baby where she's really trying to find her identity again do you know what I mean because yeah. whatever she was doing beforehand especially if she's a is this is the first time she's she's um had a baby or having a baby the person she was before yes she's the same person but she's very different once she yeah, had to had the baby she, you know what I mean so so it's yeah. how you as a dad or as a man adjust to that whole process and that whole journey um, mm -hmm. and where you sort of fit in because you know you almost have to sort of get to know this new person on the other side um, and and everything that sort of she is now 
Yeah. And, and and you're trying to do that while she's trying to figure out who she is herself. Do you get yeah. what I mean? And and that can be from clothes to things that she's interested in to, you know, her new circle of friends because, you know, maybe she's the first to have a baby or the last to have a baby and where yeah. that fits in. So it's such a, a complex thing. And then um, the cherry on the, on the top of the cake is the fact that every woman's different. And every yeah. pregnancy is different and every and every you know um everyone's process is different so it's it's very 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 difficult to see as a man or as a dad where to plug into that journey you know what i mean the role that you play in that journey so i mean if you were to try and really boil it down to one word it's just you just got to try got to try and be supportive really do you know what i mean and that's sort of the only way yeah, you can fit in i think I think what, but you see, this is so you, and actually, I'm going to try and flip it because, because this is the whole point of Dad Pod. Everything you've said there was about your partner and understanding mm. her and being, like I said, sort of really empathetic and sort of. I, I need to make sure, like, you know, what is she like now? How is she now? So I know how to be in that relationship with this person. But actually, I want to flip it back to you, just you as a person, and actually, I think you alluded to it. You know, every pregnancy is different. Mm. How did you feel? Um, and I hope you're happy to talk about it. How did you feel when um, you went through the second birth? It was the second birth, wasn't it? Um, yeah, in what respect? In respect of sort of how you felt. Weren't you struggling with watching Joe go through pain and... To be honest, that was probably more on the first one because oh, the first yeah. one, yeah, you the see, first one. It all just yeah. talks so much. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So that, that was one. so so yeah. So the first birth was a very complicated birth, and and that's um, what I'm talking about. And yeah. and e even though we had similar problems the second time, because the hospital and the hospital were fantastic. I haven't, I can't praise um, uh, the hospital enough. Um, and I know that hospitals have is issues with funding and things like that, but you know they were fantastic do you know what I mean you hear a lot of bad stories about other hospitals so so yeah that um it was hunting and Huntingdon hospital where um Jackson was born oh. so um uh yeah the, the first one it, I mean that was another sort of complication so it's kind of like for the first child so much of it is reactive as I say the information yeah. that you yeah. that, that is going to be helpful to you just isn't out there so you're just sort of figuring it out and and I think everyone knows that when you're reacting to something um especially especially if you analyze yourself or overanalyze yourself which I guess sometimes <laughs> I do um reactive your, your reaction is never going to be the best possible um uh what's the best way to put it the best possible um well you might think well it's version, not the, you know what I mean? the right yes exactly it's yeah. almost to you if you you mm. know well that wasn't the right reaction well what is yeah, the yeah. right reaction yeah, yeah. You, exactly yeah questioning well, yourself yeah. All the time. If, if if someone said look this is the plan this is everything that's going to happen and this is how it's going to play out you could actually say right okay well what i'll do is i'll do that there that there mm. that there that you just you're just making it up as you go along you're just you being exactly. you're reacting to it so yeah. um you know it, both um jackson and um joe were were in danger and ended up in two separate hospitals so um mm. 
I ended up sort of traveling be between the two hospitals um, um, once they Jackson was uh, had to have sort of a blood transfusion and all sorts it was extremely yeah. compl complicated um, and he was very very ill when he was first born mm. um, so so yeah that that was another element to um, to try and adjust to try to try and react to and I think um, to answer your question how was I feeling wow I mean I've got to be honest there were there were points where and there are points that I can't even remember they're a bit of a blank because yeah. it just yeah. it's just a blur and there are points that I can remember like it was yesterday um and what I found found massively helpful for me was to have that evaluation process afterwards where you go back to the hospital and they run you through mm -hmm. everything that sort of happened um and I don't want to jump too far forward because obviously that that was much much later but yeah that mm -hmm. that's kind of was 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 extremely helpful to to almost say to talk at that that, that you know they did yeah yeah they yeah. So it was, yeah so it was both of us and, really um, in, in the conversation going through the notes and and um you know I think at that stage as well because as, as a dad I think um at the end of the day you just you just revert to bloke mentality let's call it where yeah. as a dad as a man you just want to fix things you just want to protect yeah. you want to fix you want to right okay oh that's broken how can i fix it do you know what i mean yeah. or that's that, well what can i do to 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 right we've obviously got problems here cool okay yeah. well what should we do then do you know what i mean where's my toolbox type thing do you know what i mean what like you can't do anything because like, you it's oh. not for you it, it, you know it's it's for the hospitals and the doctors and the nurses and, and you're there and in, in my situation, and I really hope that that doesn't happen to anyone else who's ever listening to this podcast, but um, it's, you, you're just there and you're thinking, I've just got to do whatever I can do. And, I'm, I'm, and I hate feeling out of control, but that's probably the most out of control that I've ever been. Do you know what I mean? You told me about the journey of driving and, and yeah, like yeah. having so, to drive between the two hospitals yeah. and you don't even know how you did it. Yeah, but this is the thing, like at some point I would almost, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I was fully, um, had my wits about me and I was fully in control of the car and all the rest of it. Yeah, but you, I you remember some, some points, no, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> there were some points where I'd just be, cause I, put, I didn't even play, I love music and I always play music mm. in the car. Didn't mm. turn the music on, just driving in silence. Mm. Literally at, I can't even remember what time in the morning because I would turn up and I'd go to the intensive care unit um, where my wife was cause she had an emergency C-section. And then um, because he was so ill, and he was being fed through a tube and stuff, you know, I was like, you know, I still want, because obviously Joe wanted to breastfeed afterwards. Mm -hmm. I still want him to have um, breast milk because it's going to be the healthiest possible thing for him. Mm -hmm. um, so I was driving to the one hospital and then driving over to Cambridge um, and then driving back home. Um, and because he was in, they had to take him to um, Cambridge, which is another sort of intensive care or specialist unit mm. for him to have the blood transfusion and the um, all the treatment he needed there. So literally I was driving to one hospital, picking up the milk, going there, feeding him through a tube and then, and then you know, just spending some time there sitting with him, just, just doing what I thought I could do 
what yeah. made me feel like I was doing something. Do you know what I mean? And then driving yeah, yeah. home. But literally the drive, I just be sort of I just remember sort of just sitting there because it was at silly o'clock in the morning anyway. And I think at that point, no one's gonna call you at that time in the morning, number one. Number two, <laughs> you don't speak to people because you don't want to talk about what's going on. Yeah. Does that make sense? So if you imagine, you're in it. It, it, you're in, it. You you're in the moment because you're experiencing it you're in it aren't yeah you? you're in so so obviously I was sending my mom updates and stuff and, and, mm. and my mom and dad updates but that's kind of it do you know what I mean because typically what people is expecting in that moment like you tell everybody you announce you, you um you're having a baby and everyone knows your partner's pregnant it's like oh it's so excited and great and then everyone just waits for the fanfare after when the baby's mm. here and you know everyone thinks oh yeah when can I come by and oh I've got presence and da, 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 da. that little bit in between do you know what I mean the moment when you're having the baby yeah everyone's kind of just quiet and waiting so yeah. so for us that bit in between was like I mean at one point we were living in the hospital for like 10 days because you know it going back and forward just became less practical and at the point where the point- he was that, that bit, sorry, I'm talking over you, sorry. No, but no, no, go. I'm just going to say, but that bit, it's like you say, everyone's got the anticipation and when's baby coming mm. home? And da, da, but you, that bit was delayed, wasn't it? Mm. And, you know, that yeah, bit yeah, yeah. hadn't happened yet. And actually, mm-hmm. when that did happen, you'd been dealing with all this awful time in those first few weeks mm. of mm. Um, Jackson's life. And so, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine... How difficult it, well I can imagine because obviously I'm I see families on the other side of that I see dads in exactly that situation um mm-hmm. that you've been where they just they they have to do what they can do they have to be able to fix things but sometimes you just can't fix I mean things. you can't fix it you just sometimes you just cannot fix things and you've just no. you've just got to accept the situation um and just try and react to it as best as possible in the moment so mm-hmm. you know as I say, I was driving back and forward, just sort of, I would almost come back around and I'd be right, okay, I'm here already. And it was good, a good sort of 40 minute drive from one place to like, it was almost like a triangle. And each yeah. each part of the triangle was, you know, 40 minutes to an hour, just depending on traffic. And um, yeah, just sort of be going back and forward and-, and existing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. just waiting for this to be over. And, and it was just so much, um, anticipation because all I had was this chart so um uh and I know for any people who are listening they're probably thinking well what what, what was wrong and, and it's so it's very difficult to explain it's quite complex it's to do with um his uh you know blood type and mm-hmm. bilirubin levels and all that kind of stuff yeah. and so I don't want to sort of um bore people with the with the detail but literally I had this this chart and his levels were being mapped out on this chart and they said right if it goes too high then it's extremely dangerous mm-hmm. you know he, he could die um he could have brain injury and so on and so forth so what we really want is for the bilirubin levels to go back down so i'm oh, that's all i had just that chart but, yeah yeah that, that chart and mapping it out and you know checking Joe was okay and you know what I mean sort of driving back and um and literally just sort of crashing when I got back home um and it was only really the point where 
um, he was well enough and he had the transfusion and because they couldn't get a line at first when he was in the first hospital which is the reason why he had to go to the next one and and then um at the point where he was well enough to come back so that everybody was in one hospital um mm. that's where we were then sort of staying in the hospital um and um it felt like it didn't even feel like turning a corner or it just felt like we were on the next step the next day yeah Yeah, because it was so it felt like forever because you got to remember as well and this 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 leads back to the sort of the whole being a blog thing and trying to fix things and and being aware of everything else that's going on around you but your situation not changing so I was seeing other (laughs) parents come and go like yeah. within a day a oh we had the baby new baby out. new baby yeah. out new baby out and and you end up sort of because you're there stuck and nothing's changing for you and you all you can do is just sit with your fingers crossed hoping that things are going to improve mm. you almost become resentful with, yeah. about what's happening with those you don't even yeah. know who they are but yeah I remember <laughs> I remember one one um uh guy and he was a young guy they were a young couple having a baby and you know maybe when you're older you look at things and approach things differently anyway but I just remember thinking he was being he was being super rude coming and going I mean you know what it's like in the sort of um in the unit really you 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 have to buzz to get in anyway so you 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 don't normally come and go that every 10 minutes it was outside for a cigarette and back in kicking the door why are they taking so long to open this effing door yeah and it's like you know what i just with i'm not a violent person but i just wanted to punch him i just felt like (laughs) these people are are doing an amazing job and you know you're just taking this whole process for granted do you know what I mean and that's the problem because there's such a big spectrum between Mm. having a baby and everything going swimmingly and the other end of the spectrum the worst it could be the worst it could possibly could possibly happen Mm. it's it's like um people tend to I I, I don't know I I suppose at that moment I just felt like people just take it for granted do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. taking the the job the fantastic job that these people are doing for granted the process of having a baby for granted do you know what I mean it's just yeah I I think anything a lot of emotions anything that um doesn't go right for you and you're in that raw state you absolutely will always look externally and Mm. go well it's all right for you um but you wouldn't probably in normal life be like that but it's when you're going through such an awful time Mm. but let's let's move that to because because it's brilliant you know you you you'd gone through this awful time you and joe but then so you know the start of adulthood or or parenting was quite stressful Mm. and then when i met you you don't think you'd long had Madison I think she was only I think she was quite little when we first met was she about six mm. months old or something maybe less no maybe a lot less than that and mm. I'll never forget I'll never forget I had we had one of them one of our business uh, mentors I think it was who came to me was it Debbie so poor Marvin do you want to have a chat with him he's not getting any sleep <laughs> 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 yeah. we just started chatting about it and 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 it makes it really does make me think because when I go and see parents I don't quite I don't often get to see the dad unless I'm going really early days 
but having I've got two sons um you know I've got three brothers and and I'm not saying if one has a, a mum and a dad it might be a dad and a dad or a mum and a mum mm-hmm. but I totally understand that the other parent can feel as you said like a spare part but actually mm-hmm. you have exactly the same worries you go through yeah. it in exactly the mm-hmm. same way yes your nipples aren't hanging off but you want to fix her and how do I do that and you know things like that and but but I think what what struck me when we used to talk it was just like actually you gave me the opportunity to sit solely to talk to a dad about what's happening and mm. and trying to support someone who's a dad was actually really refreshing for me I really and it really made me this is what I mean this is why I've sort of come to do this that actually it's you 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 do need the not the manual because I don't believe manuals but but you do need guidance and sometimes that guidance not necessarily with your partner because like you say antenatal classes are all focused yeah we say to you know this is your role and this that and the other but I think a dad's um what's the word like your the things that you will face and the the um things that are a struggle for you will be very different on on your side and actually there sort of hasn't really been anybody out there to support you I I talk to a lot of when in a lot of parents that have gone through traumatic times at birth and actually the mum's like I'm the one that went through it yeah Mm. yeah obviously I'm traumatized and it was a terrible time but it's a different trauma the dad sees and watches and and yep. your um fundamental drive is to protect isn't it and like and you that's said, that yeah absolutely and, and you're and, right and so the trauma is there's still trauma there's still still that issue but it's a very different way and i think that's not always appreciated mm. yeah i mean like you say it's it's um yeah there isn't really anything out there and and um and I think I for the first for the first for for Jackson for the first first time around um because obviously everybody whether it's dad or mom you're always a little bit more sort of uh, um, confident or a little bit more prepared the second time or third or fourth um for the first time I mean when I think back to everything that was happening, I, I mean, they were, because they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know why. Because in addition to the Bilirubin issues, you know, he had the cord around his neck and mm-hmm. there were other things going on. And, and it was it was so frantic that, and obviously Joel is concentrating on a breathing. So as a, as a dad mm-hmm. or as a bloke, you're, you're there supporting, okay, breathe. Da, 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 da. I'm there watching watching the sort of the machine, okay, yeah. I can see it's coming now, get ready. Blah, blah, blah. You're yeah. doing that, which is the normal stuff. But then yeah. when things go left and you have to, again, be reactive, like I remember, um, like they were bringing in forms and stuff for me to sign and, and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's kind of like, right, okay, so... I need to do it because because as far as they're concerned your your wife's on the medication so so we need your your you've got clear mind we need to explain everything to you da, 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 da. there was mm. no can we just have a word outside or anything it was all just mm. bam 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 do you know what I mean Const- so everything happening at like what felt like a lightning pace yeah um and I think 
it's difficult to 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 find that information or 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 find that space where you can have a conversation because nobody wants to um be pessimistic or give the you know what i mean be negative before you've even had the baby and it's yeah. so difficult to how how do you actually frame that conversation in a way yeah. and i think and this is the thing i think that's the difference for me anyway that's the difference between the information that's out there currently for both dads and moms specifically for moms and the information that could be available to dads yeah. i think dads as a, as a bloke you would actually receive the information of you almost want to know okay what's the worst going to happen like what what am i yeah. actually dealing with here do you know what i mean what g- yeah. give me an idea of what i'm about to go into do you know what i mean like, like and yeah. i think as a dad you would be okay with that because and it would it would probably prepare you more because that stuff i personally feel i might be wrong but mm-hmm. I, that stuff I, I personally feel a woman doesn't really a woman kind of knows anyway and somewhere along the way on that journey they find out about all this stuff but blogs don't really take too much of an interest do you know what I mean so we don't really know I think what's interesting that's and that's a really interesting thing to say and it's something that I've always been really keen on so obviously I used to teach parent education as a community Mm. and um and I know a lot about you know the NCT and actually what I always hear from parents when I go to them in those early days is like they never told me it could be like this Mm. they all they talked about was natural birth all they talked Mm. about oh this is all natural and lovely and and it it may be that they did help they do tell them to a certain extent but I remember when I was a student and when I was sort of early days as a midwife they were like well we don't want to frighten the parents and Mm. I that I I disagree because exactly like you just said we talk about informed consent mm-hmm. throughout as a, as a midwife, any practitioner, you talk about informed consent. Well, unless you're truly informed, how can you consent? Mm. And it's like, you know, you're in an emergency situation. Everything's, there's alarms going off. There's people running in a room. Oh, people are running in a room. How is that informed consent? But if you had an idea of the basic things you needed to know in a, a good selection of scenarios, you've got that information so you'll go all right we're in this scenario now are we and and I think I think you're right I I know different people will handle it in different ways but that's the skill of the person teaching them how Mm. to do that and and I do I always think informed is best this is Mm. not telling people this has to happen or you should do this it's just going these are the situations you could find yourself in and this Mm. is what could happen yeah I don't know what the statistics are of successful births when everything goes swimmingly and nothing bad happens um I'm sure it's quite high but um the high reality- thing. oh well yeah that's what I mean I, I, I don't even know but um I, I think that that information would be massively helpful um because if you think about it, especially, okay, we're talking about the difference between um, dads, uh, how, how a man would take it on and, and how a woman would take it on. For the person having the baby, for the woman having the baby, if something goes um, wrong, the doctors and nurses take over. 
Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So so yeah. to a certain degree, yes, you kind of have to have a bit of knowledge, but the reality of the, the situation is you're in good hands. They're going to yeah. react and do what they need to do to make sure that you have this baby safely and that you both you both uh, yeah. uh, uh, healthy and well. Um, for for the guy, if you have zero kind of knowledge, do you know what I mean? Because I never really watched all the shows that are on TV where you can actually watch people having babies. I'm like, why do I, I would never want yeah, to sit down and watch this. It's happening in nine months time. I don't, I don't want to watch it and watch it over and over and over. Exactly. I'm going to be there front and center. Do you know what I mean? So I don't need to watch this. So, so to actually be able to access the information rather than visibly watching lots and lots of different parents on a show. I can't remember what that show is called by the way, but, um, but yeah, it, it, I think it's massively helpful for a dad because you can then, um, when things are happening, you have an idea of what is happening rather than just getting the high level conversation with the doctor in the moment when it's when it's it's super frantic and you're probably not digesting it as as, process. as proce- or processing it, it yeah. in the best possible way because this is the emergency moment and it's happening right now. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to get across really. Um, yeah, and I think it's the level, of... I think you just sort of said about the level, didn't you? That it's, you don't need to know she's going to need a litre of Hartman's fluid and she, mm, you don't mm. need to know the detail. You just mm. need to know the levels of emergency or the levels of, you know, what is a different cesarean? What's the category mm. one? What's the mm. category future? What will happen? Mm. You will get in theatre scrubs and go over. This one mm-hmm. will do that, but we won't be so rushed. This one, unfortunately, you won't be able to go over. She's going to have a general anaesthetic. And this is what we're going to do with baby. And it mm. literally is sort of logistics, isn't it? That mm. like, okay, and you know why? This one. And you know why? Just to bring the conversation full circle. The reason why I'm saying that, like some dads will probably listen to this and be like, "Oh, nah, I don't, I don't want to know that. I'll just be there." Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I don't know because every every person is different. Some people are more. I'm mm-hmm. quite very hands on, really. Do you know what I mean? Some people might not want want to be that hands on, but the reality of the situation is, if you have the information, you can then make an informed decision on what you need to do, on the role you need to play. Do you get what I mean? And that exactly. that's the reason why I say that, sort of just to bring the sort of conversation full circle. I think you can only understand what your role is if you have an idea of, you know, how this could play out and all the different variations of how this could play out. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. That, oh, that, that brought that round the conversation brilliantly and, and it is exactly what I'm an advocate for. And I think you would feel... Um, probably a lot less you'd probably have to process things a lot less if if you went into it with more of your eyes open um, mm, I think mm. is sort of what you were saying and well, that's sort of bringing us to the end there's some other things mm. I want to talk to you about but because I know you're not going anywhere and you're going to help me <laughs> a bit with podcast, I'm hoping I hope you're going to you're going to post some aren't you Marvin or at least or at least be next to me yeah I'm, sure I'm, I'm more, more than happy to help absolutely you'll be my advocate. <laughs> Um, maybe another time I'd really like to talk to you about um life with your two kids Mm. during lockdown so perhaps we'll do that another time but I just want to say thank you so much for spending the last whatever it is hour or so with me chatting to me no worries 
Um, and as I said, I've got plans for you to be in the hot seat at some point, and maybe we'll get a, a group of dads around. But anyway, thank you, Marvin. No problem. That was, <laughs> that was the end of the very first dad podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, do thank- let me know if you want to, yeah, if there's any other subjects you want to talk about. So thanks yeah, a lot. Definitely. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you.